Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. Let me tell you, if you're not 40 years old yet, I need to warn you that when you turn 40, you are going to start getting mailings all All the time time from the American Association of Retired People or Persons or whatever it is. They are so relentless about getting members. And I remember getting them when I was literally in my early 40s. And I'm like, Give me a break, people. I got a few more years. Well, now I have hit the age where I actually qualify for that. And I'm not a member of that organization, but I am a member of another one like that. When you join, you get all these great benefits, prices on rental cars and hotels and all this stuff. But I never, ever remember to take advantage of them. Same thing with you can apparently go to McDonald's and all these places and tell them how old you are and you get free stuff. Oh, I, I never remember. I don't surprised do, yeah. they don't. Well, you don't look it. Oh, but <laughs> for me, I would have think they would be asking me like, what's up, people? <laughs> I have never gotten a senior discount. I don't think anywhere yeah. for anything. The reason that we're talking about our identity in Christ yes. is that there are tons of Christians, including us, that often forget what we have available to That's us, right. what we qualify That's for, good. because That's we're good. believers in Christ, That's and we need to be reminded of that and keep it out in front of us. In fact, I'm sitting here looking, Lou's got a bunch of index cards that yeah. are about this very thing. Yes. She's about worn out, I think. <laughs> this is how long I've been doing it. I have spoken who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I would put them on three by five cards because that's my easiest way to remember things and spoken them over my life so much because I so did not know my identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. I always talked about how awful I was and how mm. there was no way I was worthy of stuff because of things I thought, things I did, things I'm not doing, just all that kind of stuff. And so it wasn't until I started speaking these over my life that I started to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm in him. I'm not this yeah. person I keep ridiculing. I, I say to myself things I would never say to somebody. We're talking about rejection. Yes. You, you said to me, I would never talk to you the way I talk to myself. Oh, okay. That, uh, and yes. then I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I did that for so many years. Where do you think that came from? I think just, I don't know, Satan just feeling unworthy and, and not feeling like you could cut it and mm-hmm. you, weren't, you weren't enough and all those things that come through your head. So, I but, mean, Satan is called the accuser ooh, yes. of the brethren. That's his MO. Yes. So that's what he does day and night accuses us. Uh And I just began to say who I am in Christ. And it just really began to change. I would just walk in my apartment when, when I would be in my quiet time, I would just pull out those things. They were all on three or four, three by five cards. And I would just start pacing the living room and saying who I was in Christ and thanking him who I was. And you start to get it. And then you go back into that accusation. You hear the accusations again, and then you got to come back and say, wait a minute, but he said, I'm, I'm forgiven. He says that I am the righteousness of Christ and God. He said that I'm blameless yeah. before him, all those things. So I'm, it makes me think of the C.S. Lewis book, the screw tape letters yes. that's written from a senior demon to a, oh. a beginner mm-hmm. demon. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sir. they're trying to bring somebody down and it's a class 
classic book. Yes. Wonderful. Kind of gives you some insight into this other world that's going on in kind of a humorous way. And it's, it's actually not a humorous subject. But yes. I'm thinking when you're walking around your living room declaring who you are in Christ, that's mm-hmm. Satan's worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. Because he I mean, knows. Like, oh, yeah. no, she's starting to get it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's where I think we need to just start saying this stuff. So far, we've given what? We were accepted and we're adopted and we're forgiven. Look yeah. how if we can just say those three things. Just those yeah. three things. Just those three things. Lord, I thank you so much that I'm accepted in you. So even if we feel that we're not accepted, but I am. And I am adopted. I'm in mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. I'm royalty. I'm a princess of the most high God. And I've been forgiven. All we had to do is those three things and it lifts your spirit quickly because it's the truth of who your identity is. So as we keep going on, we're going to give you a bunch that you can just Just, start writing them down. Look them up. And Mm -hmm. look them up. It's warfare. It is. You wrote a book on spiritual (laughs) warfare and the armor of God. And the armor of God is certainly an important part of spiritual warfare, but so is this. Yes. This is renewing of the mind. I see a book. (laughs) But no, it's good. Go ahead. All right. So the one we're going to pick up with today, the mm-hmm. first one is I am justified. Yes. This makes me laugh because my husband, Joe, and I have watched this TV series. He loves it. It's called Justified. And I'm not necessarily endorsing it, but this guy's a sheriff kind of guy in Kentucky. And so up in the hills, so they're always saying justified. So <laughs> I, don't I cannot know. I don't read know. that word. I'm justified. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, justification is kind of a, a legal concept. And my understanding of it is God has declared us not guilty. That's right. That's exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're justified. You're in right standing before God. You're not guilty. Just as if I never sinned. sinned. You're in right standing because of the blood of Christ. Because he did Because of what he took it. Yeah. And so he looks at us and doesn't see the sin. He sees Christ. Yeah. I mean, if we would just get that and not the voices or the thoughts that tell us that we're not good enough and we're not this and you didn't own up to whatever happened 20 years ago and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is a lie. Once you ask for forgiveness, you've been justified. You're completely forgiven. You're in right standing with God. It's mm-hmm. who we are. And if you don't mind, if I read this mm-hmm. real quick, sure. it's in Romans 6. This is one through seven. It says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, which means pay attention to what comes next. We have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has died is freed from sin. So we've been justified. We've been freed. I see it as a courtroom scene. Yeah, we, we both yes. like to watch true crime. Oh, I love things. crime dramas. So you picture yourself in the courtroom, and you are totally guilty, and That's you're right. sitting there, and you're yes. waiting for the judge to just send you off upstate, upstate. Well, I don't <laughs> yes. know where upstate is, but the upstate prisons are what they, yeah. you're going to go upstate. That you're going to get sent to the worst prison yes. imaginable, and then all of a sudden. Jesus walks in and says, no, Not let guilty. me take the sentence mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and you can go free. That's right. exactly perfect. That's perfect. Us. We don't have to talk about justified anymore because that was it. Yeah, but I have a good verse. <laughs> okay. And it's from Romans 2, Romans 5, 1. Therefore, mm-hmm. since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus there you Christ. Go. We've been justified. So, yeah. After the judge uh, declares us free, he doesn't continue to be mad at us. No, you don't pay the penalty of that. 
Right. You're, you're free. Yeah. In his eyes, it's like it never happened. And you know what? Well, you don't get double jeopardy. You can't be tried for tried the same, same crime. Mm-hmm. So look at that. I, I, that just came to me. Mm-hmm. So God's like, what are you bringing that up for? I already forgave you. Yeah. You don't need to bring it up, but that's double jeopardy. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, you can ask me for forgiveness, but it's already been forgiven. This yeah. really cool. So it's we've our, been justified. It's our legal standing. Yes, there you go. In front of God. In our kingdom, in our royal kingdom that we're in. That's yeah, good. That's faith. very good. Yes. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yes, ma'am. I am redeemed. Are we going to sing? I <laughs> am redeemed <laughs> by the blood <laughs> of the Lamb. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's old. <laughs> I know. I'm going to wave my handkerchief. <laughs> I forgot that one. I did not remember that one. That's a good one. When you were younger, do you remember these things called top value stamps or oh, green yes. stamps? The green stamps. And yeah. we put them in put them in a folk, booklet. booklet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we love doing that. Right. And when you would go to the grocery store, you would get top value stamps or green stamps, yes. depending on the store, right? And you'd save these things. Yeah. And they had stores yeah. where you'd go. To redeem and them. Redeem we still have a waffle iron in That's there that good. we bought with our top value stamps <laughs> when we were first married. It's I like wish a, we could still do that because I really I liked it. It's like a blast from the past. Yeah, it is. I wish it they really did is. It. But anyway, that's kind of a picture. That like is you would, very good. You would take those and you would get something for them. And that is what yes. God did for us. Exactly. So, And redemption actually means to buy back. Yes. So I think another way to look at this is that I've been ransomed. Mm. Uh, again, if you watch crime, mm, crime shows, show. you know, and somebody's been kidnapped and you have to pay That's a good. ransom for yeah, that. Yeah, you did. And in this case, God offered up his son as our That's ransom. Right. Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And redeem also means makes new. Yeah. So you're redeemed. You're new. So all that old stuff is gone. We said this in the last episode. We don't think about this because life goes so fast and things keep coming up. And I don't think we'll stop and say, wait a minute but I'm redeemed. You know, I just think that we don't, we don't see ourselves. That identity is written in stone. Even when we're thinking about being tempted by sin, if we would think, wait a minute, God paid for my sin with his son. Why do I want to do this? I was just thinking it could be just like gossip. But if you look at gossip and the the division is amongst the church as it is amongst the country the right now, mm-hmm. keep your mouth closed. Yeah. We've been redeemed, and I don't think that we have to live in that. You don't have to put somebody down. We've been redeemed by his blood. And that's, you know? that's my big one. A lot of times the sins we're most tempted by or prone to get in trouble with also correspond to the ways that God uses us. Yes. Our strengths mm-hmm. also have weaknesses. Yes, they do. For other people, it might be other stuff. Yeah. Ephesians 1, verses 7, and first part of verse 8 says, In him we have redemption mm. through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. Yes. And I love that that word lavished. I love that it's word like lavished. like he just wants to pour his grace out yes. on us. And, and his redemption. And I, my favorite scripture, and I know it by heart, it's from Isaiah 43, 1. And it says, this is what the Lord says. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. Child, you are mine. Come on. Yeah. We could just write that in a bathroom mirror because it says, this is what the Lord says. And First Corinthians 6, for you have been bought with a price. Uh, Therefore, yes. glorify God in your, your body. body. Same mm-hmm. kind of idea. Yes. That he paid a lot. Yes, us. he did. And our value should be determined by what God paid for that's us. Right. I mean, that's, that's right. how we determine the value of stuff. Yes. Like how much we pay for it. That's exactly right. It's good. Good stuff. The next one is very similar, but mm-hmm. kind of a different twist on it. I am rescued. 
Colossians 1.13 is one of my favorite verses. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So you can hear how all these words we're talking about keep coming up. There's several of them right there. But I think there's a reason why fairy tales and legends and things that have been handed down through all kinds of cultures and through all kinds of centuries, so many of them involve a rescue mission. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. I think... That is the reality of the gospel. Yes. And it's almost like God has planted in our heart that whole idea of being rescued by the good guy, by the white knight. Yeah, this is by the white knight. I was thinking the same thing. I had written rescues, being delivered, being saved from danger and distress. And I think if you think about the the good old Disney movies where everybody always gets rescued, Mm -hmm. the girl always gets rescued in the end. I think that we're always being fed that story of being rescued. Yes. I mean, those are in all those movies. There's a rescue. There's good and there's evil. And the good always wins in the end. Mm -hmm. And he's shown us, I rescued you. One of the problems is people don't realize that they need to be rescued. Oh, Because this says he rescued us from the domain of darkness. That's our default. That's where we're born. Yes. We are born into the domain of darkness. It may not seem like that when you're seeing a cute little newborn baby, but we we are born mm -hmm. into sin Mm -hmm. because of what Adam and Eve started in the garden. So we have to be rescued or we're going to continue to live in that darkness. Yes. Whether people are aware of it or not, that's the reality. That's right. And so when we accept Christ and his forgiveness, that's essentially him riding into our lives and taking us into the the kingdom of his beloved son. No, that's really good. I think we could take so many scriptures and see the rescue. You know, when he'll say, just off the top of my head is, no temptation has fallen you, but that's his common demand. I will make a way of escape. Mm -hmm. That's your rescuer. And so there's so many scriptures we could use that would say that he's rescuing you. Us, I should say. While we're in this fallen world, we're always going to have the presence of sin around Mm -hmm. us. Yes. But what he's freed us from Mm -hmm. is the power of sin over us. Yes. We have a choice now. That's correct. Because we are living in a different kingdom. Right. We don't have to give in to that sin. So that's the temporal sense that we're rescued. Like you're saying, when there's a temptation, he can rescue us. Yes. But then there's also the big eternal consequences. Very much. Where we have been rescued from hell. Hell. (laughs) He's rescued us from hell. Which again, is our default destination. Yeah. Unless we accept Christ. Correct. There you go. So there's... Big, yes. capital R rescue there. <laughs> yes. And I love, I love the thought of being rescued. Yeah, me too. I just do. Because <laughs> I need it. So I know. And I just think that when you think, God, I've been rescued. You rescued me from death, sin in the grave. And why you would he do that unless he considered us valuable to him? Yes. So why would we think that he's not going to help us in our time of need? He's rescued us already Mm -hmm. from the greatest thing, like you said. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he take care of the little stuff, you know? Yep. Good, good, good. good. Yes, I love that word. That was one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites, too. The next one is another R word. Yeah. Reconciled. I love words in origins. So this comes from a Latin word. It looks like reconciliare. (laughs) (laughs) But it means to make good again. Ah, that's good. Or to repair. Yes, that's good. And that's it. I'm writing that down. I like that. I was looking up C.S. Lewis quotes because his are always good. He said that fallen man is not simply an imperfect creature who needs improvement. He is a rebel who must lay down his arms. It's like when we come to Christ, we're really laying down our 
our weapons. And there's mm-hmm. a sense of surrender. Yes, there has there. to be. Yes. And that brings reconciliation. Yes. When you have two countries at war, when one side gives up and lays down their arms, then there's reconciliation. Yes, there is. And yeah. then I become, mean, most people still mm-hmm. aren't mad at Germany. Or Japan. Yeah, or Japan. Yes. So there's, these, been there's been a reconciliation. There's been a reconciliation. And so we have to, again, realize that we are born into a state of war against yeah, we God. Have. No, we were. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the reconciliation occurs when we surrender and say, okay, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I'm yes. going to stop fighting you. I'm going to stop fighting you. Like, just like when Paul was on the road to Damascus. And yes. God appeared to him and said, or Jesus and said, mm-hmm. why do you, why are you fighting? Are you fighting? persecuting me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Now, that is good. The scripture I found was 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Yes. God was in Christ. Recon- ah. He was, okay. So it's talking about how he's already was doing it. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their transgressions against them. So he already had that planned. I'm going to reconcile you. So I'm not going to count anything against you. Yeah. He could have given up on his creation. Very much Like so. we tear up a bad drawing that we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throw it in the trash. And it would have been easier. He yes. would have saved himself thousands of years of you know, heartache and yes, and frustration. Mm-hmm. But instead, he said, no, I am not letting Satan have it. I'm yeah. not going to let him have this creation. I'm yes. going to reconcile. You know, I was just thinking while we were talking about that, S- Sodom and Gomorrah could have been the place where he would have done that. And it just came to me. So this like revelation. He didn't do that because he had already promised Christ in Genesis where he said, Hal bruised his head and then the next one He'll was bruise gonna, your heel. Not when he was talking about Christ, but he had already promised Christ. I just thought about that because he could have stopped this at Sodom and Gomorrah. He couldn't even find 10 righteous. Well, Noah too. Yes. He could have blotted out oh, the whole correct. world That's, and he uh, almost yes. did. And he almost did. But again, I, I'm just thinking it's because he had already promised a savior and the redemption of a world and a reconciliation to himself. He wanted a family and he wanted to be with us because he could have snuffed it out those two times. That's right. He was ready to, but he didn't. And I think because he had already promised Christ in Genesis. Him to have done that would have more or less him saying to Satan, you won. You kind of won. Yeah. You you wanted the people, you wanted the earth, you wanted it all. He won. And he's he's like, not doing that, which is why ultimately we're going to be living on a new earth, which Mm -hmm. is what he said, because he's not even going to give Satan the pleasure of just burning up the earth and leaving it. He's going to recreate it. Yes. Yes. Poke Satan in the eye and say, see? Yeah, yeah. He'll never win. He'll never win. The reconciliation goes way back to Genesis when he promised it. As soon as the fall happened, and in his foreknowledge, I'm sure he knew that. Well, sure. Yeah, sure he did. But he already had the plan. He was going to send himself. Yeah. Who would go ahead and create a world knowing that these people are going to rebel against me and I'm going to have to go through all this trouble. I just think it's out of love. It's his love. I think it's love. It was his love. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to send myself my son. I'll send a piece of myself. Very cool. Yes. (laughs) All right. The next one is I am dead to sin. Mm -hmm. This is a crazy story, but (laughs) we have good friends that the husband is a landscape architect. So part of what his job was to design cemeteries, at least early on in his career, First time we ever met him, we're in this conversation with him out in the parking lot at church. And he starts talking about how he was at a funeral home to talk about a cemetery, you know, the people owned the cemetery. too. And so the lady said, oh, I'm kind of really busy or whatever. So just follow me. 
into the room where a dead person was oh. laying there ready for a viewing. Oh. Or whether, so she's kind of dusting off the casket, dusting off the oh, dead dear person. Lord. And they're having this whole conversation. <laughs> about, I don't know. It was the way he told it was hilarious. But that person laying there, they didn't care. No. It's like, yeah, slap that dust rag in my face. It's not going to bother me. Well, he's I, gone. Because he's gone and he's yes. dead. And really, we are to be that way with sin. That's good. Dead to sin. Dead. I'm not even going to respond to that. Yeah, I don't care. That is good. A little bit of different analogy, but it makes sense. But it didn't make sense. I can't try to explain my brain. (laughs) I think dead to sin too means it no longer controls you. Yeah. And you can simply say, that doesn't control me anymore. That's like you could take a bowl of Moose Tracks ice cream and wave it in Mm -hmm. front of a dead person (laughs) and they would not care. (laughs) Right. And I am to be that dead to temptation. Okay, I've got a, a passage, and I looked it up in the message yes. version, yes. and it's from Romans 6, and it says, from now on, think of it this way, sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue, and you hang mm-hmm. on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. (laughs) That is good. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After Mm -hmm. all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. That is very good. We've been dead to sin and alive to Christ. We're dead to it. How come we don't feel dead to it all the time? Because I think we're just we our human, and I think it's going to be a process till we get to heaven. You know, that's going to be one of the great things about heaven is just not dealing with my flesh. Oh, I know. Yeah. And that, that will be our freedom. That will be our biggest freedom. I don't think we even realize the weight that we live under yes. because of sin in the mm-hmm. world and then our own weaknesses and uh, fleshly natures. Yes. And I think also that we have to remind ourselves that yeah. we're dead to that old thing That's and we right. don't have to, we don't have to walk in it. That's we right. don't have to. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. Ephesians 2, 1 said you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked. Is it Proverbs where there's that horrible verse about a dog returning to its vomit? vomit, Yes. (laughs) That kind of sums it up. I think many people have returned. But if we could see sin as being as repulsive as vomit, vomit, Mm -hmm. then there's no way we'd go back to it. We need to be convinced that it's hideous. It's dead. Yes. And we can be dead to it. Yes. We Mm -hmm. don't have to. All right. Well, gosh, we're out of time. (laughs) It's flying by. It is. And believe me, we have more. (laughs) (laughs) We hope again that you'll come back next week and we'll continue our look into this. Were you going to say something? Yes, I was going to say, all I was going to say is I hope this is bringing hope. It should. I think it should because it is to us. It is very strong on hope, unquenchable hope, because it really is. Each piece has given us hope. And who the identity we, is all positive. Yes, it is. There's no negative things on this, these uh-uh. lists. This is who we are. This is the foundation yes. of any hope that we have that is is right good. here in this stuff we're talking about. It is good. So, yeah, good point, though. Good. We, <laughs> we should talk about hope a little bit. We'll come back next week and we will make sure that we present you with lots of, lots of hope. hope. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.